Hey there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know directly from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 19 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you will find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take on the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. Today's episode, we're going to have Krista Andrews. She is a certified life and marriage coach, a wedding officiant, and also a published author of the book, We Still Do. Krista is going to go into both avenues of her business, one being a wedding officiant and also two being a life and marriage coach. We're going to talk about the pros and cons of hiring a wedding officiant versus hiring a friend and family. She's a member. She's also going to talk a little bit about some tips and tricks for both. Then we're going to talk a little bit about the life and marriage portion of her business. We're going to talk about some common problems that couples run into and how she helps her couples. She's also going to go into a little bit of why it's important to seek out pre-marriage coaching. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my episode with Krista Andrews as we talk a little bit about the marriage portion of your wedding planning. Well, hello, Krista. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, who you serve, and what you do in your business. Perfect. So my name is Krista Andrews. I'm a wedding officiant a marriage coach, and the author of the book, We Still Do. I've been a marriage coach um, for about four years. Prior to that, I um, became a wedding officiant quite by accident. My niece uh, asked me to officiate her wedding, and I looked into it. It wasn't very hard to do, so I officiated my first wedding. And from there, I got three other couples being like, that was beautiful. You made me laugh. You made me cry. Can you officiate my wedding? So that's really where my business started was about five years ago when I officiated that first wedding. Uh, Then I quickly came to find out that people, couples getting married needed some marriage coaching. Um, So my husband and I, we've been married for over 25 years. We have four children together. So we bring a wealth of knowledge to these couples getting married. So the two of us created um, the course for premarital coaching. And we actually do it together. And the couples really, really love it because it's not just like some woman coming at them, telling them like, oh, this is what your marriage should be and what your marriage should look like. We're like a real life couple that has been living this for a very long time. So we've seen the bad, the good, the ugly, and even in our own relationship. So we bring a really big wealth of knowledge to these couples that are uh, newly getting married. Um, Then after that, I quickly realized that um, people do, after they've been married for a little bit, 
that they need um they hit some bumps in the road so I also um created a course I, I mostly work with women because they're the ones that usually tend to reach out first so I have a course for women that are struggling in their marriages of course I can work with men as well but like I said women are the ones that tend to reach out first so um, I can work with them um, during any types of troubles that they may encounter during their marriage. That's really interesting because it sounds like it was like a calling. Like it came to you, right? You started with officiant and then that's it. It just led into this wonderful entrepreneurship that you have with yes. you and your husband. Yes, absolutely. Because I was in the medical field for many, many, many years and you can get burnt out being in the medical field. So it was just like by accident that I fell into all of this. And then one thing led to another and then the course. And, and now um, I just released my first book this past June. So um, I'm a published author of the book, We Still Do. And that's helped a lot of couples and have me to have the ability to reach a larger audience than just the surrounding area where I live and it's beautiful because I've had people from even other countries reach out to me and and say oh this book was wonderful if only I had it sooner so my only regret was not publishing sooner so I could help more couples because I think um, being in a happy marriage is really one of the greatest things that that can happen to you but uh, not everybody knows how to have a happy marriage because they don't always have the right role models to m mimic. So um, my husband and I, we, we really uh, put a lot of um, effort into being those role models for people. Because years ago, even 50 years ago, um, life was very different. So what your mother and your grandmother or your grandfather or your father are telling you about a relationship isn't what's going to work for today's couples. So we really try to um, educate our couples so they can not only get married, but stay happily married forever, for, you know, forever after. I am so excited to dive into this show with you because I, for, for the listeners, we, we heard you and here she is because I know a lot of you wrote in and was asking for a relationship coach. So here's Krista. And so I, I think what we're going to do today is we'll divide the show up in two parts. I think what we should do is talk a little bit about wedding officiant and, you know, the all the tips and the tricks and the unveiling of what you can give to our listeners for that. And then after our break, maybe we should talk a little bit about your relationship coaching. That sounds wonderful to me. Awesome. All right, so let's just dive right in. Okay. So with that said, let's talk a little bit about choosing a wedding officiant. Okay, yeah. So um, you're going to want to um, know your, your date, time, and location before you reach out to your wedding officiant because it's really not um, serving your best time if you don't know any of those three things. Um, so you really want to get that venue, that date, time, location then find out if your marriage officiant is available on that date. Um, you also um, will want to talk to your wedding officiant about the type of ceremony that you want. Are you going to want a religious ceremony? Are you going to want to have humor in your ceremony? So really start to um, think about what you want and how you want that um, your ceremony to go. 
Um, you'll also want to ask their fees to make sure that um, that's in your budget so you can you know, move forward and possibly hire that particular wedding officiant. Another question you might want to ask um, them is, do they do they charge for travel? And if so, how much? And because some people may want a destination wedding and um, you're going to need to know the costs associated with all of that. So really ask about that travel charge as well. So that is all great advice for those who are looking for officiant. But how about for the people who want someone to perform their ceremony that's in their family or their friend? Basically how you started. Basically, yes, that is exactly how I started. And I think um, you can have a beautiful ceremony if you have a family member or friend officiate your wedding because they know you best. So they can get in there and tell stories about you and and things like that. Um, So when you are going to have um, a family member or friend officiate the wedding, you're going to want to um, make sure that they contact the um, the court or the clerk's office to find out if they're legally able to perform that marriage because you want um, your marriage to be legal. So is it, are you saying that there's some states or areas that won't allow um, people who are not like... like, like Absolutely. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So and it's interesting because different states, different counties... They all have their own rules. Their own rules. So you you want to contact the um, either the court system or the clerk's office in the town that the couple's getting married to make sure that your family member or friend can actually do that for you. Um, another thing that you're you're going to want to do is um, make sure that they know how to fill out that marriage license afterwards and make sure that they know how to file that um, license afterwards too because being a wedding officiant and a po- performing a marriage um, has the le- legal aspects to it. So you want to make sure that you're able to um, do all of that if you're just a family member or friend. Some people will hire um, a wedding officiant just to perform the legal part of the ceremony and then the family member or friend can just perform the ceremony and it's already legal so they don't have to worry about putting certain parts into that ceremony to make sure that it is legal so um, another option that's a great workaround i would think then for what your first point was which is make sure that they can perform it because if they can't maybe that's a great avenue to still allow that family member or friend to officiate yes Yes, absolutely. Um, Another thing that you can do if you want a family member or friend um, to do this is to hire a wedding officiant to be at your rehearsal because they can orchestrate exactly like what you're going to do during the ceremony. And they can even assist you on um, showing you where to sign these documents and assist you on how to file them afterwards. So even though the wedding officiant might not perform the ceremony, they are, um, they're great to have around, especially during a rehearsal. Because if you're just doing this as a family member or friend, you don't have you know, all that experience behind you. So it's great to just have them and do that walkthrough like the day before. Um, so then everybody feels comfortable. 
And last. I love that tip. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it, it's interesting because obviously being a photographer, I'm not always there at the rehearsal portion, but that's a great little tip that you just gave our listeners. So if they're going to have their friends and family do this for their first time, hire someone like yourself to be there the night prior. You can go over all the little tips and tricks that you have for them. Maybe even do the legality of, of, of everything that they're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then lastly, I always say a family member or a friend is going to do your ceremony for you. Make sure that they share the script with you. Um, I've seen some horror stories oh, no. where, <laughs> yes, um, one in particular story, a sibling did um, the marriage for this particular couple and the sibling bashed their sister um, they talked all about themselves and, you know, how growing up with them was like so terrible and all of that. So if you are going to have a family member or friend, I would definitely say um, let them show you what they've, they've written so you're not in shock the day of your wedding. And, and you know what? It, it, I mean, coming from a family of all brothers, I wouldn't put it past one of my brothers doing that because, they, you know, they think it's a joke and it's lighthearted, but some people obviously don't want to take their ceremony as a joke. That's good for toast. You know? Absolutely. There's a time and place for everything, and during your ceremony is definitely not one of them. Also, too, I think a lot of times, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but for officiants, they do share their service with the couples so it, it only makes sense for a friend and family to share it because obviously you know this is your marriage and you might even not for the negative turnout <laughs> you might want to share some stuff to put into the ceremony yes absolutely I always share my scripts with my couples um I always say I was married 25 years ago and my husband and I we had children together prior to being married so I remember just talking and saying I don't want them to say who gives this bride away because it just did not feel comfortable to me because we already had children and it's like, I don't need my father's like permission. And wouldn't you know, our officiant said who gives this bride away and nobody knew what to say. So finally my sister goes, well, I guess we all do. So it was like something that we weren't prepared for and 25 years later, I still remember it. So when I talk to my couples, I say, I share my scripts with you because I don't want any surprises on your wedding day. Some officiants don't share their scripts. Um, that's just part of owning your own business. You can run it how you want. But I definitely share my scripts with my couples because I want it to be exactly how they want it to be on their wedding day. It's right. not about me. It's about them. And also, too, you know, obviously when you ask a friend and family member that because they're not doing this every day, that would be a nice thing for them to do is at least share it and then you can collaborate together. Yes. And absolutely. also, too, I'm sure that some people have different tones. I mean, some people want humor in their ceremony. Some people don't. Some people might want a personal story. Some people want to may maybe keep it very quick. You know, there's all yeah. different expectations. But like you said, I mean, you just told about your own personal story. It's Sometimes the smallest detail is such a big detail. Yeah, absolutely. And it is funny because a lot of couples will want like little hints of um, humor in, in their um, ceremonies. And for doing this for a while and also being an author, I'm able to write those things in. Um, for example, I had a couple that w one was a Yankees fan and one was a Red Sox fan. So I had to like incorporate that into the ceremony. And then even um, her father, um, when I said um you know, do you give this bride away? He was like, well, I guess so, even though he's a Yankees fan. Like, and I knew he was going to say it, but we, we talked about it prior. So we could incorporate some of that humor in there. 
And it was like a family thing, too, which was really nice because the father's like, no, I want to say this. So I knew he was going to say it. And it was it was a lot of fun. And also, too, just so I can just add a little bit of tips for the listeners too. being that I'm the photographer that I see it. Mm -hmm. If you are going to have a friend or family member officiate your wedding, I personally find that reading off of phones are not great. No, (laughs) no, 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 no. I don't like that either. Um, Some people, some people, even professional wedding officiants will read off of a phone or an iPad. So that is also another question that you could ask them. I have a leather binder that I I hold and I read off of that. So it's um, it even has my logo on the front, Um, but it's it's very like professional looking and I I read off of that and it looks nice in the pictures as well. And even if they do want to read off of an iPad or a phone, put it, like you said, like into a binary you can't see. The only reason why I'm kind of giving, I mean, hey, look, it's all personal opinions, but you're here to listen to some tips and unveiling of secrets. And I'm just telling you, everybody from a outsider looking in and photographing it, nothing dates your photos than the electronic that you're holding in your hand. So just a little tip. And also, too, maybe some some. Some people like to have their officiants step out for the first kiss. Some people like their officiants in. So that's another conversational piece that they could have. I mean, especially if it's a friend and family member, maybe you want them in your pictures. Maybe you don't. Right. Yep. Something to think about. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well, also too, can you tell us a little bit about like how far in advance a couple should book their officiant? So mostly I would say six to six months to a year. However, we get people that I've gotten couples that had gotten their marriage license that morning and just want to be married. So um, if that's what you want to do, then that's great. But if you're planning like a bigger wedding where you're going to have a venue and all of that, definitely that six months to a year um, booking um, your officiant out because a lot of times they the officiant is the last one booked and they're very much overlooked so um, if you want a, a, an officiant you have to book them early and you mentioned a little earlier about rehearsal dinners and rehearsals in general ha- like pertaining to when you have a friend and family member do it but what about yourself or officiant do you recommend that they have them come if they're having a professional do their service I definitely do recommend having a rehearsal some people don't want them and uh, in my business I leave it up to them I don't require it Um, I do recommend it and most of my couples do and I do have to say that it makes everybody feel um comfortable and confident because you've already practiced it you're not asking me questions that day in a ball of nerves um and when I run my rehearsal I go into a lot of detail about um where each parent should sit and why um where to stand and uh so your pictures will come out picture perfect sometimes I'll see if they don't have rehearsals like some of the groomsmen are like too far away and then some of the um, the bridesmaids are too close and it doesn't look symmetrical for the pictures. So if you want picture perfect pictures, I definitely recommend um, doing a rehearsal because the officiant is going to talk to you about all those things. They'll even talk to your groomsmen about how to hold their hands, the, the um, bridesmaids, where to hold their flowers. So 
you go into a lot, a lot, a lot of detail when you have a rehearsal. And I just feel that it just goes so much more smooth, smoothly if you do have the rehearsal. So I highly recommend it. Absolutely. Those are wonderful tips. <laughs> Thanks. Can you give us a little bit of like the biggest myths behind being a wedding officiant? Yes. Um, so most people think that uh, you just show up, you say a few words, and then you leave. Um, but there's a lot of detail that goes into writing the script. You could be going back and forth with this couple several times perfecting that script so it's exactly how you want it to go. Um, the wedding officiant also guides you on when to get your marriage license and how soon and everything that you need. So um, there's so much that goes behind the scenes to being a wedding officiant. And we also practice the script several times before we ever even say the script in front of an audience. So it's like practicing your breathing, when to, you know, say these words, when to stop, when you should pause. Um, so a lot of um, work, probably 90% of the work goes into prior to that actual ceremony. So it's not like you just show up and say a few words and leave. There's a lot of stuff that goes behind the scenes that nobody even knows about. So Krista, before we take our break and come back and talk about the relationship portion of what you do, you, you mentioned something about the legality of um, what your officiant is doing for you, filling out paperwork. Is there other legality or legal issues or legal things that people need to keep in mind that the officiant can do for them? Yes, yeah, so um, I can't stress enough um, how much pressure is put on the wedding officiant to officiate and make your marriage legal because that's why you're here. That's why you came together to get married is to be legally married. Um, and if you're not filing the paperwork on time, if you're not um, signing all the documents in the right color ink, uh, these things could get thrown out and or you know god forbid you get divorced and then you find out that you're not even legally married you go through getting a lawyer getting all these things finding out that you're not even legally married and the wedding officiant is actually one of the first people that they will call into court so there's so many <laughs> oh yeah they will call the wedding officiant into court um and as, as divorces go they can get really nasty so they the the wedding officiant could be tied up for a very long time in all these legal parts of um this wedding so you being a wedding officiant there's so much that goes behind the scenes that people don't even realize i did not even realize that last part <laughs> Yes, I um, had a friend. This actually did happen to her. She, um, they, The wedding officiant never filed the paperwork. So she was married for over 20 years, and she did get divorced. And when you get divorced, um, at least in Rhode Island, you have to have some witnesses go with you to court. And they, they um, found out that they weren't even legally married. And her sister was her witness, and she actually raised her hand. She's like, but your honor, I was there. <laughs> but <laughs> Yes, I know you might have been at the wedding, but it was never a legalized wedding. So, you know, things you have to think about. So I also um, tell the couples to always reach out to um, the clerk's office where they got the marriage license. 
probably about a week after just to make sure that everything's all in order so you're not um you know going down the road five ten years from now and finding out that you're not legally married that's a good tip i mean that should just be practice in general like yeah just to make sure that everything has been filed and is a and is correct even if you have an officiant yes yeah. yep and and nowadays some people oh the women don't change their last name so there's really no need to actually follow up and get that uh, piece of paper so um, just you know going back to the clerk's office and just um, making sure that everything is what they needed well Krista what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break and then when we get back we're gonna get into the relationship coaching portion perfect sounds great I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now let's get back to the episode. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So, Krista, right before the break, we talked a little bit about the, you know, being an efficient and that portion of your business. But let's talk a little bit about the relationship coaching part. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, so, like I said before, I do premarital coaching with couples prior to getting married. And then um, mostly I do work with women that are struggling in marriages if they hit any bumps in the roads um I didn't just want to be a wedding officiant I wanted to be a guide for this couple I didn't want to just marry people so I wanted to you know coach them before um do their wedding and then be of service afterwards because we all know that being in a relationship is not always easy so I just wanted to um have a well-rounded business to support my couples do you find that a lot of couples, like what's the pros and the cons of doing premarital, like, well, not counseling, coaching? Uh, so one of the biggest things that I find is um, couples have a lot of expectations for what their marriage is going to look like after they've been married. A lot of couples say, oh, well, she's just going to do this after she gets married or he's just going to do that after we get married. I talk to my couples a lot about um, when I first got married, we were very young and um, I expected that my husband every Saturday was going to mow the lawn and take care of the pool because that's what my father did and that's what my brothers did. So I had an expectation going into marriage that that was going to happen. However, I did not even express that expectation with my husband. So I was already disappointed before we started. So um, I think a lot of couples, it might not be that scenario, but it's something. So um, doing the premarital coaching, especially with myself and my husband, um, we kind of dig into those things with those couples. So they, they're not um, getting unmet expectations after they're married because the first year is really really tough and it's adjustment period to being married so we talk a lot about that we prepare them for what their first few days weeks months that first year is gonna look like and how they can avoid some of the things by just knowing that they're there do you find that there's a common 
problem that couples encounter with their expectations that they, I mean, I know that there's probably, everybody's different, but do you find like a common one? Yeah, so some of the common problems or expectations that people run into is communication. I think that's one of the biggest, biggest problems that, that couples do not communicate with each other. And it's not their fault. They just kind of don't know how to communicate with their partner um, because everybody is different. Some people, um, when, they, when they're um, communicating, they're like externally talking and processing things where the other couple may be like, oh, well, they're talking about that. So I should be like right there trying to solve all these problems while they're talking about it. And um, then that just leads into arguments and really un met expectations um also when you're processing your thoughts some people do it differently so if you know um and can understand how your partner communicates how they process thoughts like really get into like who they are um and then you can appreciate why they're acting the way they do or trying to say what they're trying to to communicate to you so, Krista, is there any key points that you go over with your couples during their pre-marriage coaching to help them in their journey of, of their marriage? Yes, absolutely. Um, I teach um, my couples um, the three elements of marriage, and I also write about it in the book as well. But basically what that is, it's you, yourself as a person, um, are your are your needs being met? Are you able to be yourself in this marriage? Then it's also your partner. Are they able to still be themselves in their marriage? And then the third element is the us or the we in, in your marriage. So if you're going through a hard time or not communicating properly, or even if um, there's external factors such as in-laws that um, kind of come into your marriage and you're talking about it or arguing about it or there's a bump in the road um, with that, I always say, well, are you incorporating the th um, three elements of marriage? Are you allowing yourself to be you and your beliefs? Are you allowing your spouse to do the same? And then are you also considering the we or the us? And if you consider all three of those elements and any problem that you face during your marriage, it's going to help you so, so, so much. So you talked about in-laws. Do you find that in-laws can be a common problem for your couples? Absolutely. <laughs> I think um, almost 100% of my couples have an in-law issue at some point during their marriage. It could even happen as early as the wedding planning because I see that so, so often. Or it could be after um, you have children. Um, some in-laws feel like the spouse is almost like a threat and they're taking their child away. So there's so many things we could talk about hours and hours and hours of this. Um, I do have um, an example where I coached a couple. Um, they had been married. They got married the year prior, and they were at this point three months pregnant when they um, came to me seeking some coaching. And um, the, the wife was Catholic, and the husband was Jewish. They were both raised in both of those religions. They both had strong backgrounds. And 
when they got pregnant, the in-laws on both sides were like pressuring them so much. Oh, how are you going to raise this child? Is it going to be, you know, raised Catholic? Or is it going to have Jewish traditions and be raised Jewish? And the family was just coming at them from so many directions. And they were such good, sweet people. They wanted to please their in-laws. They wanted to they wanted to please their parents. They wanted to make everybody happy. And that brings us back to those three key elements in a marriage. You, your, your spouse, and the marriage itself. Is this working with your in-laws coming in, trying to tell you how to raise your child? Is that helping the three elements of marriage? And we worked through um, that. It took, you know, a while to work through, but we worked through it. And um, they realized that they weren't um, staying true to those three key elements. So that was super helpful for them. And they did end up having a little baby boy, and they decided to raise uh, him both religions so he would know where both of his families came from and what religions they practice so I think that's a beautiful thing to come of all of that I love it thank you I do too (laughs) (laughs) and I think it's so important to I, I love those three key elements that you keep going back with so you mentioned a little bit that you help I mean men and women but mostly women after they get married and through their Uh, expectations or their issues what are some common issues that you are finding after people get married that they're running into um actually one of the biggest ones and it might be kind of a shock to people but after you start having children um their your marriage is I mean don't get me wrong I have four children I love them dearly um they're a huge part of my life and I'm so happy that I had them but Honestly, once you start having children, you sometimes focus more on your child than your own relationship. And when you're not serving your partner or meeting their expectations or communicating with them daily, then that's when you start to have problems. And having children is one of those big problems. That's when a lot of people do reach out to me. Uh, like even the couple I just talked about prior where they they reached out to me when they, they were only a few months pregnant because they were already starting to have those um, problems in their marriage. Not so much their themselves, but having children like grandparents want to say and things. And, you, you know, there can be outside factors that just come into play when you start having children. So, Krista, before we get into the wrap-up question, when do you feel that couples should start reaching out to you for their marriage coaching? That's a funny story because most people reach out way too late. A lot of times when they're coming to me and having trouble, um, it could be years that they've been having the same issue and um, they, they're too afraid to reach out or they don't think that somebody could help them. Um, and also they feel like they're alone, like nobody else is going through the same problem that they are. So I think um, just reaching out and, uh, you know, asking questions, how could you help me and what can you do for me? Um, I know for myself, I do um, one hour of um, free coaching to even see if we're a good fit and if I could 
could actually help the couple. Um, so you can get a real good feel for what's going on in there. Uh, I don't know how other uh, marriage or relationship coaches go about that. But um, I think just definitely reaching out. And if you don't find the right one the first time, you know, keep keep reaching out because your marriage is worth it. You married that person for a reason. And just because you're having some trouble right now doesn't mean that you can't get um, a third person with a bird's eye view looking on your marriage and helping you with all of that. So um, my advice would say, I'd say reach out as soon as you think you're having trouble. Don't wait years like some people do because life's too short to you know, be miserable and not have a beautiful relationship or marriage. For our wrap-up question, what are some key points that you would give our listeners regarding relationship coaching to make sure that they are setting themselves up for marriage success? Great question. So my first piece of advice would be um, to seek out a marriage coach or even a marriage counselor who has a great marriage themselves um don't take marriage advice from somebody who's not in a good relationship you want somebody who walks this road every day who's going through all this and models a great relationship so um surround your people surround yourself with people that have a great marriage so you will have those great role models just in place for you And if you don't have them personally, then seek them out um, professionally. I love it. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me at this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You helped all of our listeners become one step closer to a stress-free wedding and marriage planning process. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? Yes, absolutely. So the best place to find me would be my website, which is www dot krista andrews.com and krista is c-h-r-i-s-t-a-a-n-d-r-e-w-s um, you can also find my book we still do how to have a loving relationship long after the honeymoon on amazon and other stores amazing and also too for all of our listeners what i'm going to do is i'm going to put all of krista's information on our episode show notes which you can fl- find on our blog on our website podcast page at sarahzarella.com backslash podcast. Well, thank you, Krista. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoy this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.